Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another podcast. In today's episode... I'm going to be talking about Bill Madisoni's new memoir, but specifically some of the very deep insights you are likely to learn as you go through the memoir. I'm not going to tell you everything. There's quite a lot there, and I think it's better if you read it yourself because I can't obviously develop the voice and context that Bill has developed and infused into his memoir, and it's good for you to go through that journey with him. But I do want to talk through some of the insights that I've seen that I think you need to be aware of as you read the memoir. Before I get into the first one, I don't want to talk about obvious things. I'm not going to talk about obvious things that you would obviously infer about a partner's memoir. There's no point in doing that. I'm going to talk about some of the things that you may not been aware of, or you may not take out of the memoir, but I want you to, to think about it. The first one is that memoirs of McKinsey and BCG partners are incredibly rare to f- be found published on the open market. In fact, you can't find any. If you go and search into anywhere, basically. For a McKinsey's partner's memoir, you won't find it. A BCG partner's memoir, you won't find it. A Bain partner's memoir, you will not find it. The inner workings of these extremely elite and selective firms, they keep it a secret by and large. The reason they do that is because that's how they preserve their elitism and success, by not sharing the mechanics of how they made decisions, the thinking that went behind some of the important differentiating positions, and so on. Bull Madisoni's memoir, gives you a rare opportunity to see why, how, when partners made some very complex decisions that have obviously had a big impact on the world. One of the reasons Firms Consulting and our you know constellation of sites from Strategy TV to strategytraining.com is unique. We are the only platform in the world that takes the deep insights of partners and shares it. Firstly, the insights we share, you can't find anywhere else. The way we share it is deeply personal. We try not to sanitize things. We try to keep the personality in the training, in the feedback. You have Bull talking about how he went out there and stopped an Italian partner from publishing a book which was highly political and could have hurt the firm. You have a situation whereby Bull talks about how he advised Marvin Bauer when Bauer is about to publish his final book. And these are deeply personal things that people don't talk about. He talks about the mistakes that partners have made, like Kenichi Omar during some roundtable debate or interview about trade and so on, and how badly it was perceived and why it was perceived badly and what the firm did about it. Whenever you read about any books about management consulting or any elite firms, whether it's banking or management consulting and so on, they fit into one of two sides. One is they are overly exaggerated and fluffy and basically promotional pieces of how great the firms are. And the other side, they tend to be controversial hit pieces about how there's some deep, dark conspiracy of people making bad mistakes around the world. I think Bill's book is neither. He's just telling you the way he sees it and the way he's experienced it from someone who's been there. Because most books which have been written about McKinsey or any great firm is usually written by an outsider. 
usually a journalist piecing together stories he may have heard, but he's never actually been at the firm. He does not understand the firm. You cannot understand a firm unless you've worked there, no matter what someone says. And when I say work there, I don't mean spending two years as an associate or rising the way all the way up to engagement manager or even principal. You have to have been a senior partner and have been involved in some of the messy decisions and some of the great decisions. So the first thing is that it's a rare, it's a rare opportunity. And I'm not sure how long we'll keep it available on the market, but for now, we're going to put it out there. And what I want you to take out of the first insight here is that what you're going to get is something that doesn't exist anywhere in the world. Two, the second insight. I want you to note the cover of the memoir. Do you notice that nowhere on the cover do we say Bill was a McKinsey or BCG partner? Think about that for a second. To many of you listening to this, in your mind, becoming a McKinsey partner or a BCG partner, especially one of Bill's stature, you know, who has played a significant role in helping McKinsey be so successful, who is widely regarded as one of the best partners at McKinsey, you would think that he would put that everywhere. Now, the question I have for you is, why wouldn't he do that? And it's an important insight. One of the questions I get a lot from people is, you know, Michael, why don't you talk more about where you've worked and so on? And what people don't understand is that at a certain point, as partners, while to the outside world, it sounds like the fact that we were partners is the most amazing thing we've ever achieved, and we should always talk about it, it's actually not the most amazing thing we've ever achieved, and we've done other big things since we've left the firm that we'd rather be recognized for. You know, it's like this. As one show I've watched, which I like, is Friday Night Lights about a Texas high school football team. And one of the characters there lives with his brother. And his brother is basically, for lack of a better word, not really going anywhere in life. And his brother graduated high school many, many years ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago, and basically spends his whole life drinking beers and passing out. But all he ever talks about is the fact that he was a high school quarterback 15 years ago. And the only thing he's really proud of is the high school championship ring, winning some championship in Texas across the United States. Now, this is the mentality of successful partners. It is not the greatest thing we've ever accomplished. doesn't matter whether I got to my partnership in my 20s. It's not the fact that that's all I ever want to talk about. We've done other things that we think are better. The firm, or any firm, doesn't matter which firm you belong to, was a stepping stone. I'm sure you've seen these people, right? They worked at McKinsey for one year, two years. They're now in their 40s and 50s, and that's all they ever defined themselves by. That's all they define themselves by. The entire value they have in the world is that I worked at McKinsey when I was 25 years old for one year, and apparently now I'm an expert on everything, and for the rest of my life I'm going to define myself by the fact that I was an associate or business analyst at McKinsey. If we are defining ourselves by something we did 20, 25, 15 years ago, then by God, what have we done in the last 15 years? And why have we not done enough to make it worthwhile to talk about. One of the great things I like about Bill is that he doesn't want to define himself by his time at McKinsey because he's done other great things, and I would say some, what, even greater things since he's left McKinsey. Now, the insight here for you is that in the world of the internet, we are the only place in the world that publishes the thoughts and ideas of partners. Every other website in the world publishes things from analysts and engagement managers and associates. So when you look at these analysts and associates and engagement managers, and all they talk about is the McKinsey and BCG background, and you look at us and you say, but these guys never talk about their backgrounds. Why is it? Because we're partners and we measure ourselves very differently. We are not the kind of people who are just so happy to get into McKinsey and we're so young that we can only be defined by it. We are defined by broader things. So the insight here for you is that think about how you define yourself. 
And one of the great things I like about Bull, and I've obviously know many, many, many people in management consulting and partners, is that he's unique in two ways. One, the man is literally grateful. And I mean that in a nice way, because many people are not grateful. They are entitled. They feel that whatever success they have received, they worked for it, they earned it, and you can't take it away from them. And if they don't get successes in the future, they feel that they are not given something that they are owed and they become bitter. Bull, on the other hand, of course he's worked very hard. He's won multiple scholarships. I didn't even know that until recently that he's a scholarship kid, but he's won many, many scholarships. I think he won the GM scholarship or the Pittsburgh Steel Scholarship. Anyway, he mentions it in one of the episodes we have. But he's a scholarship kid, obviously worked very hard, but he doesn't feel entitled. He feels grateful. And you can see that in the way he speaks and the way he communicates. And I can tell you right now, I can think of maybe, if I count all the people I know in the world who are grateful and not bitter and not entitled, I can only put them on one hand. That's how few people that are like that. And the insight here is that Don't judge yourself by a few success factors and think about the way partners measure themselves versus all the other websites you read about management consulting, which are run by junior people. And they go out of their way to mention the fact that they worked at this firm. And then you have someone like Bo, who's not even putting it on the cover of his book, which will naturally drive sales up. But that's not what's important to him, right? So this idea about how you define yourself matters. And the way you define yourself is really driven by how grateful you are and your bitterness towards the world. But I can tell you right now, don't be entitled because you'll just be bitter as you don't get the things you are entitled to. If you are grateful for what comes your way, you are open-minded to working with people and new opportunities come your way. I can talk more about that, but I don't want to belabor the point, right? So the third insight here is the one about market spaces and dimensions. I don't want to get too much into it because Bull's entire memoir is dedicated to this, but... What I do want to say is that when I first started talking to Bill about the idea, the idea was new to me and it took me some time to understand it. But once I understood the concept, I was very surprised that to see this concept not more widely shared in the world, talked about in the world and used heavily in the world. And like any idea I read about, I test it. I say, okay, this is an idea. Sounds interesting. Let's test it. So within the business, we've been applying this thinking. And I must tell you, the results have been pretty amazing for us. We've completely reimagined the way we operate, dramatically changed the business. I mean, I don't want to talk about financials and results because they're an outcome out of doing the right things. But I want to talk about the feedback from clients who say they like the changes. They like the improvements in the quality. They like to see where things are going. They appreciate the changes that are taking place. And that's a direct outcome out of this concept of market spaces and dimensions. And one of the things I want you to figure out out of this book is that the insight here is that it's a simple concept that actually works. I remember once getting a feedback from a client and saying that it's a very simple concept. It doesn't make any sense why why you're making such a big deal about it. But if you think about it, every single successful concept in business is simple when someone explains it to you. The question is not whether it's simple when someone explains it to you. The question is whether you understand how to deploy it to give you an edge in the market. Because most young people are quite cynical where they'll say, oh, this is too easy. I can't use it. But remember that a firm like McKinsey has used this to great effect. And Bull mentions other firms that have used this as well. So the third insight is that The concept that Bull teaches is profound, and I would really urge you to take the time to figure out how to apply it in your life, in your business, and so on. The fourth one is more related to management consulting. I make this point so often in so many podcasts that people, a lot of people just don't believe me when I say this. The first one is that McKinsey is not a strategy firm. I've said that forever. 
And when Bulb did the series, he also reiterates that thing. McKinsey is not a strategy firm. It's a leadership firm. Even when I talk to people who are at McKinsey, even when I talk to McKinsey partners, there are still some people who think McKinsey is a strategy firm. And that's one of the reasons why maybe the firm may struggle in the future if people forget its DNA. That is not a strategy firm. So if you are a Bain consultant or a partner, if you're a BCG person, basically anyone from Deloitte, any competitor of McKinsey, to beat McKinsey, you have to know what you are trying to beat. Bill is probably the only one who explains what McKinsey is correctly. And I would urge all of you, you know, if I was, for example, at BCG running the BCG strategy session worldwide, or the Bain strategy session worldwide, or the Deloitte SNO strategy session worldwide for all the partners, I would get a copy of the book and read it. And then say, okay, this is how the leading firm is operating. How do we come up with a plan to either neutralize them or leapfrog them? But unless you understand McKinsey's point of differentiation, you can't beat it because you don't know what you're trying to beat. And the second part of this insight is that most people don't want to believe McKinsey is not a strategy firm. If you don't want to believe it's not a strategy firm, that's fine. But you are obviously going to be chasing a shadow that doesn't exist. So if you're not in consulting... I would still read the memoir because it helps you understand how to position a firm, how to leapfrog competitors. But I would say that every single Bain, BCG, Deloitte, Roland Berger, Ernest & Young, PwC partner in the consulting side, and I would say even on the audit side who are trying to figure out whether they should support their consulting partners needs to read this. It is one of the best pieces of books on strategy that I've ever read, and I read a lot. Now, the fifth insight here is that it's not really an insight, but it's more tying together some pieces. Is that you've heard these names. Marvin Bauer, you know, a great man. We use his thinking extensively in the way we make decisions. In fact, I remember speaking to Bill the other day whereby we said that you know, we are not here to make profits, and it, which he obviously agrees. If we do everything right, an extension of doing everything right is we make profits, but we don't even talk about profits because for us it's just capital that needs to be redeployed into the business to help our clients. But you've got Marvin Bauer on one side. You've obviously heard of Tom Peters. I mean, everyone's heard of Tom Peters. He's a big deal, right? He features quite a lot in Bull's memoir because many people don't know this, but Tom Peters was not a strategy partner. He was an organizational practice partner. And that's another example where people just assume every great person from McKinsey was a strategy person. No, he was an organizational practice partner. He built the organizational practice. So you, you've heard of Tom Peters. And you've obviously heard of Kenichi Omar because we've mentioned him many times, also a very nice man. And his book, The Mind of the Strategist, we recommend you read it. Now, here's the thing. Bill worked very closely with Tom Peters. Bill worked very closely with Kenichi Ma. Obviously, Bill was mentored by Marvin Bauer. And I feel that if you read McKinsey's Marvin Bauer, which I recommend you get, if you read Tom Peters' work and you read Kenichi Ma's work, you're kind of getting the behind-the-scenes story of how those people came to be who they are because Bill explains that. He ties it together. He doesn't take credit for it. I mean, Bill's book basically is a testimony to, I worked with some really great people and here's the stories about it, but I'm so grateful for having worked with them, which I think is a good way to tell a story. And it's, and it's the truth. He had an opportunity to work with some good people. He obviously did a lot to make them successful. I don't think he gets enough credit for that, to be honest. All of the techniques that he developed that we now take for granted in the way you position a professional services firm, I, I don't think people know Bill was responsible for it. And one of the things we're trying to do is to get this out to the world, the amazing work that he did, that now we're seeing the fruits of and other people are trying to copy. And in fact, people can't copy it because they just don't understand it because Bill has never written the memoir before. So those are some of the insights and I hope that you get a copy of the memoir. I hope you enjoyed this podcast series and I look forward to your comments and hearing from you. Take care. 
And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.